Okay, Shabbos Dafnun. We are a little behind. Dafnun Testament Bays. Five lines from the bottom. The Mishnah said, You're allowed to use uh, You're allowed to use wool as hatmana. You use some wool to uh, surround your pot. But you cannot move them. So This teaching was specifically when I did not use it for hatmana. That's when there's an Isra Muksa on the wool. However, if someone actually did use it for Hatmana, by showing that you're using it for something, so on Friday afternoon when I wrap my pot with wool, I'm showing that I want this for Shabbos, so it should no longer be Muksa. You would indeed be allowed to move it on Shabbos. It is no longer Muksa. So, meaning someone who was first day in Yeshiva. He asked this kasha. Now you could see from here that it's such an obvious question that even someone uh, who just came to yeshiva could ask this. How could Rava say this? Or how could they say that Rava said this? And look at the mission. The mission said, you're allowed to use Gizit Semer for Atmana. And you cannot move them. What should you do after having done this? Meaning you surrounded your pot with wool. How do I get the food out of it? So the Mishnah tells you how to figure out a way to avoid the muksa. But obviously it's muksa. The Mishnah says, You pick up the cover and they fall. So obviously it's muksa. Even when I did set it aside for Hatmana, doesn't help. What we meant to say was like this. That you did not designate it forever. Permanently, if you permanently designated it for Hatmana, then you could indeed move it. So let's just give a little bit of, of a background here. So, because one of the categories of Muktza is Muktza Machmas Gufai, that this thing has no purpose, or you have Muktza Machmas Chesarin Kes, that this item is is des, is uh, is not going to be used on Shabbos because it's valuable. You know, imagine a, a computer, something, a laptop. No one's going to use it on Shabbos for, no one's going to use it during the week for non-computer uses. You're not going to use it to hold open a door. So we call that muktzah mach So there's a general question. Let's say someone, you know, calls their rough Friday afternoon and they say, I need to use this material, this, this object for a Shabbos use. How do I make it that it's no longer muktzah? So if you're calling on Friday, there are options. So in an extreme case of muktzah, for example, the wool. So Rava says, you have to be meyachirit. You have to always, you have to say that this is permanently going to be used for Atmana. We'll see maybe a, a different uh, different dafim that you don't always have to do this. It could be just, or actually today's daf. It could be just using it once would be enough. So it really depends on the type of muksa and on the how how normal it is to use it as you know, for, not for its typical use. So we'll see as we move on. But either way, this Mishnah clearly said that the wool was still muksa even if you use it for Atmana. And we we're saying that's only when you did not designate it permanently for Atmana. But if you always say that, if you say that this wool is going to be my Atmana wool, so then it would not be muksa. It this whole Mishnah You do not designate it for Atmana. You would be able to move it on Shabbos. It would not be Muksa. Ravina Amar. Ravina says it, 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 it's two different uh, discussions here. Our Mishnah, which said it's Muksa, Michelle Heftake Shana was talking about merchandise. Heftake means some type of warehouse. 
where they used to store these things. So you have merchandise in storage. So that's when it's typically muksa. You want to say that this merchandise is, I want to use it for Atmana. Even by using it once, that's not taking it out of this concept of muksa machmas chasarankis. You were desperate, but it's still muksa. In order for you to say this is no longer muksa, you would have to permanently do it. However, when Rav was saying, that all I have to do is do it once. I use it for Atmana. That's talking about Stam. You found wool, a re- regular wool. It's not going to be used to make clothing. It's not, uh, you know, a, a high-end commodity. So then there's no chesar and kiss. It's not merchandise. In that situation, it'll be muktzamach maskufai. There's no use for it. You figured out a way to use it. You put your rock on your tablecloth before Shabbos. That is fine. You don't have to do anything else. You don't have to be miyachid it forever. Tani nami hachi. We have a similar price like this. Gizit temer shall heftek imataltanas. And you have this wool from a warehouse, from you know merchandise. You cannot move it on Shabbos. Himeskinah balabayis. The balabayis was masaking them. Leshtamish behen. He's going to say, I'm using them. He prepares it to be used for Shabbos. Metaltlan oisan. You'd be able to move it even if. If you don't permanently designate it for future use, just doing it once, being misaken it, that is all you need to do. So we're going to see exactly what is this misaken that's necessary. So we're going to have a machlekas. Tana rabba barachana kamei derav. Chari yosho dekel. Shegedaron le'etzim. You have these branches of a dekel, of a date tree. Shegedaron, that you cut them le'etzim. And you can use it for your barbecue grill. You have wood. Vanim le'chalein. And that will be muks on Shabbos. And then you change your mind once it's already cut, and you decided that I'm going to use it to sit on Shabbos. I'm going to use it as a uh, as a mat for my Shabbos, uh, you know, tanning in my backyard on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Tzarech Lekasher. You have to tie it. Just deciding, it, you know, that I'm going to use it for a Shabbos use, that doesn't help. So on Friday before, you know, going into Shabbos, you have to tie it into a bundle. And then it's a mat, it's a chair. Then you can sit it on Shabbos. You don't need to do it. What do you do? What do you have to do? You have to sit on it. If you sat on it, that's, uh, I'm sorry, you don't have to even sit on it at all. All you have to do is just have machshava. You have to just have in mind that I'm going to use this on Shabbos. So who Tani love? Who So comes along Rabbi Barbachana. He brings down this brisa. Machlekes. If I have to actually do an action of tying it to redesignate it as a cheer, as opposed to firewood, or just my machshava alone works. So who Tani And he taught us halacha krab all you need to do is have a machshava itmar. Rav Amar Koisher. Rav says you have to tie it. Shmuel Amar Koishev. All you have to do is think about it. Rav Asi Amar Yoishev. Asi says, like in between shita, you don't have to tie anything. You don't have to change the actual uh, equipment. Thinking is not going to be enough. You have to do something in between. Rav Asi Amar Yoishev. You have to sit on it at least once before Shabbos. Afapi Shalakisha. Vaafapi Shaloi Chishev. No thinking about it. No tying it. You just have to sit on it. So Bishlema Rav Hudamar Batanakamar. Rav goes like the Tanakama, Ushmu, Nami, Hud, Amar, We just have this price that Rav Barachana brought, that do I need to do Kshiro, uh, to have to tie it, and that is what Rav is saying, you got to tie it. On Shmu is going like Rav Shem All I have to do is have Machshava. And Rav Asi, who says, I have to sit on it, that's all I need to do. To Amar Kaman, who does he go like? So the Kamar says, Hud, Amar Kai, Tana. He holds like this, Tana, the Tana, Tana, Brisa, Yoitzin, Bipakoyrit, Uvetzifa. So, now we're, we're, we're switching gears a little bit. We're going, t- talking about carrying in the street on Shabbos. Now, if a person's allowed to carry something, obviously it's not muksa. So hold on. You're allowed to go out to Rosh Hashanah on Shabbos with pakarin is a combed flax. Ubatipa is combed wool. And this is being used as a bandage. So you're allowed to go out with a bandage on Shabbos. 
only You dipped it into oil and you dyed it with oil, and you wrapped it with a string. So it's it's a good bandage. If it's not a good bandage, we're concerned that that's not called a tachshit, that's not called bottle to your goof, and it will be a problem of carrying on Shabbos. We'll get to all these halachas regarding Hudson at different time. We're trying to pull out from here that it's not muksa. Now, if you didn't, you know, dip in oil, you didn't wrap it around, you cannot carry them out on Shabbos. If someone went out with it during the day and he showed that I don't mind wearing this in the street, even though you didn't dip it into oil, didn't wrap them around the string, you're allowed to carry them on Shabbos. Why? Because I did it once. Just by doing it once, that's enough. Some of the players can actually discuss this. And this is uh, in Yanni Diyama. Can a person walk around with a mask on Shabbos in a place where there's no Erev? Would that be a problem of Hitzah? Is a mask, a face mask considered a tachshit? So one could look at this Gemara and say, if the guy does it during, during the week, how could you tell me it's, uh, it would be a problem of doing it on Shabbos? So uh, there are other concerns discussed. You know, a person might take it off to talk to someone or uh, whatever. Different, uh, different things to, to consider. You could ask your, uh, your local Rav. But many Paiskim are Mako, and they wrote Shuvas on this. So this Gemara just uh, reminds me of this discussion. Okay, so what do you see from here? You see that as long as I just wore it once, or in Rav Asi could say if you sat on this wood once, then it's no longer Moksa. I'm Rav Asi, I'm Rav Asi, I'm Rav Asi, I'm like this. Hakash Agabe Hamita. You have straw that's on a bed. Lo not so it's moksa, it's just plain old straw. Lo yinano biyadai, you cannot move it with your hand. Avaminano begufa, you can use your body. Let's say a person was lying on the bed, you could you can move with your body, you can move around this uh, straw, as we mentioned a few times, that tilto begufoi, again, many of the tanoim held was mutter, that's how you paskin, that being a tato begufoi, using your body to move muksa is not a problem. This would be another raya to that sheet, avam hoya, macha behema. But if the straw was macha behema, as people, you know, you look at this mission and you say, why would it be muksa? Can't I feed my cow macha, uh, you know, uh, this, um, this straw? So if it was true, or or if there was a pillow or sudden or sheets on top of the straw before Shabbos, so then you could actually move with your hand. Why? Because it's no longer muksa, since I actually used it for, to put something else on it. So then, Shema Minah, from here, that it's not considered muksa. This is a riot of Asi, they're just sitting on something, just using it once, shows it's not muksa by putting a pillow or a sudden on top of it. That shows that I'm using it as my mattress. That's what they used to use straw uh, on top of their mattress. That was their mattress. So that shows that this is no longer muksa. You don't have to be machashiv anything. You don't have to physically change anything. Just using it once is enough. That's Shita Zarasi. And now we have another proof. Who is Taka? This Tanakam who holds that you have to tie it. Rabchanina Ben Akiva. It is Rabchanina Ben Akiva. They said the name of Rabchanina. One time, Rabchanina Ben Akiva went to a certain place. He found these branches of a palm tree that they cut it for firewood, for barbecue grill. And Rabbi Kiva told his Tamidim, Go, have machshava, have in mind that we're going to be able to sit on it tomorrow. Vlayadana and he didn't know Ibase Hamishtahava, Ibase Avalava. And I don't remember if this was a Besa Mishta or a Besa Evil. I don't remember if this was said by a uh, 
it was it was definitely said by a very specific time, by a wedding or by a base aval, but I don't remember what exactly it was. So we're gonna see why that makes a difference. Okay. Now, but the Kaamari based on Mishtahavi based Now, why do we need that detail of when it was said? So, first of all, it's always good to, to remember, you know, when you learned the halacha, but there's a more specific reason. So, it's so what the Gemara says it's precisely because it was a base Avel or base Mishta. Dafka base Avel or base Mishta the treaty. Only because we were by a wedding or by a base Avel where people are tired, they don't have time to start sitting on things, to start wrapping things. So in that situation, it made sense for to, to rely on machshava alone. Avahacha, but in a regular case, kasher in, like kasher lie. If you have time, you have to tie it. Tie the wood together to make it into a chair. If you don't have time, you can rely on machshava. So you see from this Gemara, Rabbi Kiva held, Rabbi Kiva held, that, that um, as long as, uh, if it's shasar chak, machshava would work. But in a typical situation, you need to have kshira, and that is the opinion of the Tanakama, who says you have to tie the wood together in order to make it into a chair. So you have a similar halacha. So a person wanted, back in the day, they used to use dirt for uh, you know different uses, to cover spit. To, if they went to the bathroom, they would use it to cover things. So, how do you, uh, you know, you have to go get your toilet paper. So, So before Shabbos, you'd bring in a kupa, a basket, a box full of dirt, and you could use it for wherever you want on Shabbos. Now, how did you be meyache this? Isn't dirt typically muksa? So, Marzutra says, You have to give it a corner. So, you see from here that uh, if you... Put it, in, put it in the corner, that's enough to make it into non-muksa. I'm Rab, I'm Rab, Papa, Kiman, who is this like? It's like Rav Gamliel, who says, all you have to do is think about it. So by thinking about it, that's enough. The Rabbanon, if you go to the Rabbanon, who say you need to do something to tie it, if to actually use it. So you didn't use the dirt, you just put it in a, you kept it in a box and you put it on the side of your room. That's not called using it. So I'm a Papa, I feel like Rabbanon. Now, maybe even Rabbanon would agree that this is all you need to do when it comes to the box of dirt, just giving it a Karen's of us. Why? When did the Chamsi need to actually do something? That's Elamidi de Bara Vida Be Maisa. Something you could do, you could do something with it. So let's say you had a brick and you want to use this brick to now prop open your window. Okay, so do it. Do it before Shabbos. Why can't you do that? Do it once on Friday. But dirt, once I use it, this part of the dirt, there's no more, this, this dirt is gone. It's, it's used already. What, the other part of dirt? There's no way to do a Maisa with it. The Maisa of dirt is consuming. So there's nothing to do about it. Right, you could do something with it. Nothing to do about it. So that's why it suffices to just give it a Karen's office to put it in a corner. So Gemara says, Let's say this whole thing is a discussion in the Tanam. The Mishnah says like this, or the Baisa, you're allowed to shine Kalim. You can use anything, except for silver with this gardekoin. Gardekoin is, is tartar. So tartar is, uh, that comes from, it's after you uh, produce wine, you have this tartaric acid on the bottom of the barrel. There's a tremendous shiloh and kashras. Uh, the national hashkachas are mekel about these things, but some of the, uh, some of the uh, more machmir, uh, cautious agencies to not allow uh, tartaric acid, you know, from non-kosher wine 
processes. So you'll uh, there are differences. You know, some of the candies, some of the other products that they use uh, tartaric acid. Rabelsky, that's how they, uh, has a chuva on it, and he's mako. Uh, many of the many of the places are mako, but the mahadrin, I would say not the mahadrin, but the uh, the machmir hashkachas in America do not allow it. Okay. So that's this tartaric acid. So what are we talking about here? So you like to use these things to shine your silver on Shabbos. Chutz you can't use this tartar, but haneser v'chol would be mutter. But if you used haneser uh, or sand, that would be mutter. Now, what the, what's the problem here? This Mishnah is talking about an iser of mimachik. Mimachik is one of the lamatas malachas. It's smoothing it out. Mimachik is is found, you know, in, in the lamatas malachas there are different sections. So this sec- this section of mimachik is is in the section of processing leather. So you would smooth out the the hide and remove the hairs in order to smooth out the the hide and you know during the leather process. So that's the av malacha. Now part of that av malacha we see here. It's also brought in shulchan aruch as well. Is smoothing out a hard substance. If you if you are if you are uh, wood, taking um, you know taking splinters out of wood by uh, by by smoothing it out. So that would definitely be a problem of mamachik on Shabbos. There's a more well known told of this, since most people are not dealing with silver and and um, woodwork on Shabbos. There is a tolda which is called mimareach of also smoothing things out. Here it's different. The difference is that instead of making the, the actual surface smooth, you're taking material and you're smoothing it out over a surface. So this shalak, the shalak comes up about using a uh, soap, you know, soap on Shabbos, liquid soap, or, uh, you know, a bar of soap on Shabbos, even toothpaste, some discuss. Maybe that's a problem of mimareach, of smoothing something out on your teeth. We'll have to save it for a different time. That's a tolda of, of memachik. So that's called memareach, tolda of memachik. So this Bryce says, if you use this tartar, surf, uh, sub, uh, this tartar substance, it would scrape the silver and make it smooth. You're smoothing it out. That's a problem of memachik on Shabbos. Nesir Fine, that's one brisa. Vatani have another brisa. Neser v'chol aser. Say you cannot use neser and chol. So my love v'harkamifli. Maybe this is what the machlokes is. Demar savar bein ma'isa. One holds that in order to make my neser and chol non muksa, which was not what the brisa was talking about, but in order to make this non muksa, I need to do a ma'isa. And since I did not do a ma'isa before Shabbos, I cannot use this material to smooth out, to, to shine my silver. And the other one holds no. You don't need a ma'isa. Just by thinking that I'm going to use it for shining my silver, that's enough. And it would not be muksa. The says, no, nothing to do with muksa. You don't need a ma'isa. Maybe everyone agrees. All you need to do is machshava. So what's this machlekes? Like Kasha, how Rabbi Yehuda, how Rabbi Shimon, how Rabbi Yehuda, Davish in Meschavin Aser, how Rabbi Shimon, Davish in Meschavin Mutter. So, meaning these materials won't automatically smooth out the 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 silver. So according to Rabbi Shimon, as long as it's not automatically going to happen, it's a Davish in Meschavin. I'm not trying to smooth out the silver. I'm just trying to shine it. It's Mutter. According to Rabbi Yehuda, as long as there's a legitimate chance that it's going to sh- to end up smoothing out the silver, and I would be over mimachik, so it will be also a classic machlekes, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda, and that's the way you answer the contradiction in these brises. 
So the Gemara says, "V'mayu kimto lahad deshari." Kerab Shimon, you go like Rab Shimon. Amosiv, look at the end of that brayse. So the brayse says, "Avol yachov behem sari." You cannot rub your hair with them. Be Rab Shimon, Mishra Kashari. Rab Shimon holds you allowed to rub your hair with these things because it's not going to be sick ratio that you're gonna remove the hair. It's not written in the Mishnah in Nazir. Now, by the way, this machlekes of Shimon Rab Yehuda regarding Davrashin and Meshavin is not only on Shabbos. This comes up. Different different places. Let's say Basar Bukhalov. Uh you 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 cook something, you don't know. You let's say using an oven. Okay, you double wrap your fish, you're in a hotel, I don't know, you're you're, in, you're on a cruise, you double wrap your fish and you want to cook it in the oven. Okay? Now if you double wrap your or triple wrap your fish, you wrap it up, there's no way that your fish is gonna become trafe. However, one could theoretically have a shila. Maybe on the bottom of the oven here, they just cooked cheese and pepperoni, and there might be basar bakhalov. In the oven, there's one of the Yisurim of Basar B'chalav, there's an Isra of Bishol, you cannot cook Basar B'chalav. So the question is, can I cook, uh, can I can I turn on the oven, I might be cooking Basar B'chalav. So some want to say it's the same as Rav Shem would hold, if it's a suffix, so it's a Dovrashin and Mishavin, I have no intention of cooking the Basar B'chalav on the bottom of the oven, it should be mutter. Some say no, some say that's a different type of uh, suffix here. You know, uh, definitely uh, a lot to discuss. But in general, the Dovrashin and Mishavin of Rav Shimon is... Throughout Kol Tarakula, whether it's Mechikas Hashem, someone is, you know, someone, uh, I don't know, graffiti is a Yudke Vavke, and you're washing down the walls. So it's, I'm not trying to uh, to specifically erase the Shem Hashem. Different times where, where, where it comes up, there's a concept of Dover Shein and So that's Machlekes of Shem and Yehuda. We find it in Shabbos. We find it throughout Shas. So here we have another one by Nazar. So Rab Shimon holds by Nazar. A Nazar chayfif umafasfes avaloi sarek. A Nazar is a lot of rubbish here, but he cannot sarek. He cannot comb it because by combing it, you're going to move, you remove the hair from a Nazar, and a Nazar cannot have, cannot, cannot take a haircut. He cannot remove his hair. The same thing would apply actually on Shabbos for a non-Nazir. You cannot comb your hair if it's automatically going to pull out some hair. You can use a softer brush, but not a uh, a comb because that's going to pull out hair. So. Rabbi Shimon holds you allowed to use uh, this this um fast face. So what's going on? Rabbi Huda, the whole thing is Rabbi Huda. you let us scrape the the Okay, it's much like what Rabbi Huda held regarding scraping down your silver pots on Shabbos. So Gemara says, hold on. Pamaya Kimta Krabi Huda. You held like Rabbi Huda in Masefa. The Sefa says upon the other Ragba Mutter. The Sefa says you let her wash your hands, your face, hands, and feet with these Nesser, with this uh with Nesser and Chol, you let her use this. But one second, according to Rabbi Huda, as long as there's a slight chance, a legitimate t- chance that I'm going to remove here, I'm not allowed to do it on Shabbos, even though it's a Darvashid and Mishave and he holds Asr so Hama Abar Sayer. But a person who does is, is inevitably going to remove hair from his face, from his hands. He's going to remove his facial hair. So what's going on? See, boy, say, but cotton, it's a young, a young person who does not have hair. Everybody say, Mabisha. Everybody say, Mabisaris, Osiris does not have the testosterone, so he won't be growing facial hair. So one of these cases was the case of the. Baisa, and that's why there was no concern of removing here. I'm Rav Yehuda. Afra the Bainse Shari. You're allowed to use this, uh, they took bricks and they would powder it up, make it into a powder. Afra of Lebainse, offer dirt of bricks. Shari, you're allowed to wash your face with it. And uh, it's like Rav Shimon. 
You have this pulp of sesame, that's mutter. Amarava, offer pulpily shari, crushed up pepper, ground of pepper, it's mutter. You do that, put it on your face. My bada was bada. It's one third of aloe. Tulsa asa, one third myrtle. Hadas for Tulsa sigali, one third of sigali, of violets. Amrav nechani by Yosef. Kolhecha de lekaruba Allah. Shopper them. As long as it's not more than 50%. Uh, aloe, it would be mutter. Okay. So you let it do this on Shabbos. Boy, my name is Rav Sheshas. They asked the, the following Shiloh from Rav Sheshas. Could you, could you crush up olives in order to get them sweet? And seemingly, you're going to <clears throat> to, uh, to use this for something. So let's see. And you would do this for... Uh, Rashi says, in order to take away their uh, their bitter taste. Okay, so there's a whole shaila. Is there moiled by You're making it into food. Maybe there's a tircha yaseira. Different uh, reasonings why it will be usher to crush up these olives on Shabbos. So amalhu v'chibuchol miheteru. You let it do it during the week. Now, why would it be a problem during the week? So kasover mishum hefset oichan. He, Rav Sheish has thought there'll be a problem of hefset oichan by me crushing these olives. So. When you when you crush a, a fruit, the juice will go out. That juice, I'm not I'm not recovering it. I'm just trying to get my olives to taste really good. So you have waste. The waste of the of the olive oil is going out, and you're not using it. So isn't that a baltashkas? So the Gemara says, "Lema pliga de shmul." Damar shmul oisa adam kol tzarke bepas. You can do whatever you want with pas. So if, if this is how I'm uh, I'm getting my olives to taste good, no problem. So Amri they say like this. No pas lemi isa. Bread does not become disgusting by by doing what Shmuel said. Shmuel said a person I don't know he wants to wants to lay down on the bread. He wants to do something with the bread. As long as you don't get it must. As long as you don't get it disgusting, that's fine. But hani isi. But when you when you crush the rock, when you crush the olives on these rocks, so the juice that comes out is not a clean olive oil. Nobody's going to use it, so that becomes messy. That becomes disgusting, and you will not be able to do this. Okay, They brought in front of them this barda, which was this uh, you know f- f- uh, you know a third aloe, a third myrtle, a whole percentage of of uh, you know face wash that they would. Use so Amemer Virav Ashi Mashu Marzutra Mamashu Amemer Rav Ashi they washed with it they used it for their for their face Marzutra Loy Mashu he didn't want to use it Amelay Lasevela Mail Hadam Rav Sheshes Bardashari don't you didn't hear Rav Sheshes he said it's mutter Amelahu Rav Mordechai Rav Mordechai who happened to have been there he said no Barmine Demar don't uh, think about Marzutra because Marzutra is different Afilu Bechol Nami Loisvile he was not even allowed to do this in the, during the week he cannot use this face wash during the week this type of makeup during the week why Sarvala Kihai Tana he was like this Tana that the Bible says Megar Adam Gilded Sayv Gilded Makasha Sorry Bishul Tsaaroi let's say you want to scrape off you have all this filth on you you're in pain you're allowed to do that but in Bishvili Yafos if you're doing it to beautify yourself that'll be Aser that'll be an Isra Deraisa of uh, that a person that a man is not allowed to wear a woman's clothing so in that halacha in that iser if you look in the in the uh, Gemaras and the Rishonim it includes anything that's a woman's activity so beautifying oneself 
is Asr. If you're doing it for that purpose, to beautify yourself, that would be Asr. Now, everyone else argues with him. Ve'inu keman amri, keman savrua. Who do they hold like? Kihad tanya, we in a b'risa. Roi chetz adam panav yadav ragla, b'chol yom you should wash your hands, your face, and your legs. B'chol yom yishvokonim. This is actually important in Shulchan Aruch as well. A person should wash his hands. And face when you wake up in the morning, to look good. There's a certain covet of looking good in public that it's a kiddush Hashem. We have the Gemara in Brachas, Taf Nun that people are going to see, ah, oh, this person, he must be uh, someone who learns Torah. And you'll be Makadi Shem Shemayim. So a person should, in fact, clean himself. So using this face wash is not a problem. And in fact, a person should do this on a daily basis. Now, I, I was just thinking, we have this concept of Panav Yadav Aragov. So when did we just see this? We just saw when it came to bathing on Shabbos, bathing on Yantav, the Gemara there said, if you look at Toysvis, that everyone agrees that Panav Yadav Aragov, Rechitzas, Panav Yadav Aragov is Mutter on Shabbos. If you have water that was heated up before Shabbos, and on Yantif, you're actually allowed to heat up water on Yantif in order to do Panav Yadav Viragla. So it's interesting that that perhaps that's what Toysus was forced to say, that that would be considered uh, something that is Chutra, that everyone agrees that this is Shavi Lechol Nefesh. Everyone needs to wash their hands, face, and legs every day. And it's based on this Gemara of Kol Poel Hashem Lemaneu, that a person should wash, there's a mitzvah of looking good. And that's why perhaps it will be Mutter on Yantif. Okay. So the Mishnah had said, you tilt the box. So when you have a pot, I wish we had a picture, but you have a pot in a box and you have the wool stuffing around the pot. So what's going to happen is when you take out the pot, you're going to leave a hollow where the pot used to be. So the question is, you, you're going to take it out and you're going to want to put it back. We're going to see the next Mishnah discussing putting things back on Shabbos. You know, uh, from 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 Hatmana, you took it out, you're putting it back. So the question is, how do I figure it out? If the wool is in fact muksa, as we just explained, it's muksa. So how am I going to put it back? So Rabbi Nazariah said, you you tilt it, and um, don't remove the whole thing. And the Chum said, no, no problem. You could you could take the whole thing out. So the Gemara says, hold on. If the guma, if the hollow, if the cavity became niskalkala, it got ruined, and the wool fell in, and you no longer have a hole, everyone agrees you can't return it, because the wool is muksas. How are you going to return it there? Someone says, Tanan. You could take out the pot, put it back in. If the guma, the hole, did not become disarranged, so nothing fell in, so nothing's muksa. So shaper coming rabbanan. Of course you let to put it back in. So what's shana rabbi lazar? What rabbi lazar and nazarius? You cannot do that. Elav afapi diniskalkul haguma. It must be the chamar mekel. Even when the hollow is no longer there, the hole is no longer there, and you're actually going to be moving muksa. For some reason the chamar are not concerned for that. Someone says loy no loy lam diniskalkulam. It didn't fall in. If the wool fell into the hole, you no longer have a cavity. So then. Everyone would agree you cannot put your pot back in. You're going to be moving muksa. So what's the machlekes? Rabbi Lazar ben Azari and the Chachamim. V'hacha b'choshin kamei forget machlekes is. Are we choshishin that you're going to end up moving muksa? Marsa v'choshin shem neskalk laguma. Rabbi Lazar ben Azari holds when I pull out my pot, I have to be concerned that the wool is going to fall in, and therefore you cannot pull out your pot. You have to tilt it and get the food out that way. Marsa v'chamzino in choshin nochshash. 
if it falls in, it falls in. We don't have to be chayshish. Meaning, it would probably be so uh, densely packed, and it was hot, and it was wool, thick wool. So you wouldn't have to be concerned that by pulling out the pot, it's automatically the wool is automatically going to fall in. I'm Ravuna, hi Slikusta. Yeah, this uh, Slikusta plant. So Dutta Shaf of Hadadati Shaya. If you if you uh, already had put it into the into this mud, so they used to have this plant which they would pull out and they would smell, make a bari, I don't know, they would make a brach on it, and you put it back in with some type of uh plant. So a few things here. First of all, if something has taken root, so obviously you cannot pull it out on Shabbos. That would be a problem of Kaitzer. And if it's going to take root when you put it back in, it would also be a problem of, of Zaria, of planting. So we're discussing here where you had, you had a, uh, a flower pot type of thing, type of situation. We're going to see actually the Gemara and Sukkah We'll see this in Mirta Shem in a few uh, a few Masechtas. The Gemara Sukkah discusses returning flowers or hadasim back to the water on Shabbos. So a similar discussion where you don't these things are not going to plant by putting it back in, and they did not take root in this current state. So it's in like this mud. So when I pull it out, I'm not ripping it out of the ground. It never took root, and when I put it back in, I'm also not putting anything back in in a way that's going to grow uh, now. So. The question is really a muksa question. So I'm Ravuna. High slikusta. So you have this slikusta plant. So that's a shafa of other that's a shaya. If you put it into this ground before Shabbos, took it out and put it back in before Shabbos, then it's mutter. Why? Because you already made a good hole where I could put put it back in on Shabbos. And therefore, I'm not concerned they're going to be moving muksa on Shabbos. V'ilav alser. But otherwise, if you didn't do this before Shabbos, now there's no problem of zuria, of, of, of toilish. There's no problem here because it's, nothing's growing here. But I can't pull it out of this mud because that would be moving the mud on Shabbos and that would be a problem of muksa. Amar Shmuel. Hai sakina debeni orbi. You have a knife that's between, you put it into the side of a, you know, a side of a house that has bricks on it. Side, right? So you're putting it in between these bricks. So that's a, so if you put it in before Shabbos, you took it out, and you put it back in, so then that'll be mutter, because now there's no problem, you're not, so the, what's the shaila here? The shaila is, are you making a hole on Shabbos? Making a hole on Shabbos is a tolda of boine, so by pulling it out and putting it back in, I'm going to be making a hole on Shabbos on the side of this wall. Of, of the house that's, uh, you know, this brick wall. However, if I took it out and put it back in and took it out and put it back in before Shabbos, so the hole is big enough, not creating anything by removing it. V'ilav, Asr. If you didn't do this before Shabbos, it'll be Asr. By pulling it out and putting it back in, you're going to cre- be creating a bigger cavity in the wall, so that will be a problem on Shabbos. Marzutra, V'temarav Ashiyamar, Begordisa Dekani Shapardami. You're allowed to put a knife into a... Uh, Gordisa, the kind of a comb of reeds, uh, you know, uh, you have these packed reeds, so you don't have to worry about that I'm going to be scraping something of memachik, some want to say maybe there will be a problem of kaitzer, of pulling it out, of uh, ripping out the, uh, the, the uh, these uh, reeds. Halacha is, there's no problem. So, so Mordechai is telling Rava, again, this Rav Mordechai is found in the staff, and he tells Rava that we have a kasha, Master Rav Katina Tiyofta. Rav Katina had a kasha from the Mishnah, and this kasha is a Tiyofta. 
And what was the kasha on? We Again, the last few lines of the Gemara, we were trying to figure out ways to avoid moving muksa. And we're so concerned, so you have to have a big enough hole that when you put it back in, it's not moving muksa. He says, none of these things are a problem. And perhaps if someone learned Hilchus Muksa, you, you might know the Maskana, that we're not so concerned because you're moving it, you're moving the dirt, uh, I'm not really playing with the dirt, I'm just putting something back into the dirt. So we, he says, I have a raya that this is true from the Mishnah. The Mishnah is like this. So you take a, a, a lefes, you have a turnip and radishes, and you bury it. You literally put it into the ground, underneath the grapevine. So, so if some of the leaves are still exposed, so then you don't have to worry about lemishim klayim, you don't have to worry about klayim, which would be a problem of clay kerim, of planting vegetables with with grapes. You don't have to worry about klayim because it didn't take hashrash, it didn't take root. Again, if it didn't take root, I don't have to worry about planting on shemitah. When I pull it out, I don't have to be think about it. I have to give meiser from this fruit again, from these vegetables. And you'll have to move it out, move, take it, remove this on Shabbos. Obviously, it did not take root, so that would, that would avoid the problem of of kaitzer, of harvesting. Additionally, and this is why we care about it in our Gemara, there'll be no problem of muksa because you're moving, if I have a, some leaves to hold on to, I don't have to actually physically touch the dirt. And even if dirt gets moved somehow, I'm not dealing with it directly, it would not be a problem. Tiyufta, so taka is a tiyufta, and halachla maisa, one is allowed to r- remove these, uh, these plants from this, let's say you have a turnip, you let it move it, even though the dirt is going to start moving around, as long as I'm dealing with the plant, or I'm dealing with my pot, or I'm dealing with this spices, that this uh, besamim situation. So all these things would be mutter, because I'm not moving the actual dirt, I'm just moving my thing. Everything else is moving. We'll see this when we get back to Hilchas Moksa.